Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast on 101 ESPN. Okay, here we go. It's like Christmas morning, isn't it? We're opening up our presents, uh, presents and Santa has uh, gotten his uh, big body. We'll just call it a big body down the chimney. We've opened up the presents, and now we're getting ready. It's playoff baseball in St. Louis. However you want to view it, doesn't matter. You don't like the 60-game season, fine. You don't uh, haven't been happy with uh, the way it's all transpired, fine. Doesn't matter. We're in postseason baseball. Tanner, it's postseason baseball. It's kind of like tradition here in St. Louis. One way or another, whether you like it or not, it's postseason baseball, so get ready for it. It's great, ain't it? It is. I love it. Watched four games yesterday. Yep. Postseason baseball. It's fun. The best part, though, Yeah. wasn't stressed about those four. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Today, you're a little stressed. Very. Yeah. I understand. I was just talking to some of the folks here at 101, and they, I said, um, you know, 4 o'clock game time, what are you doing? They said, we're not doing anything here. Playing a little hooky. Mike Ryder, he says, I'm going to be playing a little hooky. Tommy Mattern, what are you doing? Playing a little hooky, finding a TV, going to watch the game. It's what we do here in St. Louis. It's fun. 65780. 65780. Want to hear from you on some of the things I talk about here in the opening monologue. Um, Love getting feedback from you. So let's get that out of the way. Love getting the feedback from you. You make me think on this show. And let's jump right into it. Uh, Buster Olney talking about... What is happening with the postseason? So we have a lot of teams in. Some of the teams are under 500. I'm okay with it for this year. I'm okay with it because it's only a 60-game season. I expect an expanded playoff field. I don't think it's going to be 16 teams. When Rob Manfred suggested that a couple weeks ago in an interview with the Associated Press, people at the team level were going nuts because their feeling is is that uh, in baseball, where you know the focus is on a 162-game season, there needs to be rewards for teams for having the best record for winning their divisions, and to, to have a team like the Dodgers. You know, clearly right now the best team in baseball come out and be this vulnerable in a best of three is something that most teams don't want. But I do think you're going to see, you know, 12 or 14 team playoff field, not 16. I would agree with the 16. I like the 14. I like having a lot of teams having a chance in regular season play even at the end. I'm okay with it. Um, Maybe reward the division leaders for having home field advantage for a five game series. I know that's a bit much. So what? That's your reward. Um, I don't want the one game take all. I'd have to see how that would play out. I like having series. You play series the entire 162, I like a best of three or a best of five. I kind of want to eliminate the winner-take-all. But maybe you have a winner-take-all to expand the playoffs for that team to then have the right to play into the best of five for the division winner who has home field advantage for at least the first series. But I do like the expanded format of playoffs. After watching yesterday, after watching what I will watch today, which will be all day of baseball, after what I saw down the stretch of regular season play, I like it. Expand the playoffs. Do it. 
I think it's great. I know some people will not like it. Brian Walton, by the way, who is a purist, is my guest coming up. I guarantee when I bring it up to him, and I will, he'll say, eh, don't like it. I get it. And some people listening right now are going to say, don't do it. Don't do it. That's okay. That's okay. I like it. Expand it. Give more teams the option. And and I think you create more interest. I'm trying to bring younger fans into the game. I think younger fans want to see it. For instance, I, at my heart of baseball, am for the most part a purist. I didn't think I'd like the DH in the National League. I'm all about keeping it. I'm okay with seven-inning doubleheaders. Hell, I'm okay with putting a guy at second in extra innings. Pains me to say it. Go ahead and do it. I also want a pitch clock. Let's go. Speed up the games. I'm fine with it. we got to move the game forward. Got to move it forward. Uh, Danny Mack, who is out of the pen for you if KK goes six or seven? Reyes for me. Got to look at the matchups. That's number one. Um, Always comes down to matchups. So that's the first thing I got to look at. But Reyes, Henesis Cabrera, that's been a great one-two punch. Um, I got to see at the back end of my games where I'm going. But yeah, Reyes or Cabrera are those two guys. Um, you know, when I'm uh, right now, what I'm looking at is the, the Cardinals can shorten games with just about anybody. Giovanni Gallegos looked awesome. I really thought he looked awesome on Sunday. And that is a weapon that's not being talked about enough for the St. Louis Cardinals. So let's just say KK gives you five. Um, I'm okay with putting that trio in five, six, seven, eight, and think about how you do that with get to nine. You know, that, that, that trio looks really good. And the fact that Giovanni Gallegos gave you multiple innings is something that's not being talked about enough. Uh, as I look at the St. Louis Cardinals. So, again, I like how the Cardinals can shorten games more so than some of the other teams that are in postseason play. So the Cardinals have decided to go with KK, Adam Wainwright, Jack Flaherty. That's one, two, three. That's what I said before these uh, teams had announced their rotation. That's what I went with on early Monday. Some people are saying, how, how can you do that? How do you not have Jack Flaherty go in game one? Here is Rick Horton, who was on a character and Smallman yesterday. Exactly. And it's, it's not, it's, I wouldn't call it a demotion. I don't think Jack's pushed to the number three guy. It's just kind of setting it up that way. And uh, really it was Kim, to, Kim's turn to go first anyway. And so, I, and honestly, I think he deserves it. And, you know, there's a lot, I've, I've read a lot this morning about the fact that the Padres have never seen Kim. And, and there's some value to that way. Even Wayne O's said, look, a pitcher always has the advantage when uh, people don't know each other. And, you know, that's the weird thing about the playoffs. It's so crazy is is you are playing teams, even if they're in your league, that you haven't seen since last year. So all the scouting, all the video, all that stuff is going to be a little convoluted right now because you, you just haven't had that experience with anybody other than uh, your area of the country. I agree with that. They haven't seen them in person. That's one thing. They all have video on everybody. That's another. But when you haven't seen a guy that's a big deal. And I do think that's something that's interesting in these playoffs. When you look at how the playoff format works, there's only one matchup that has seen each other. Toronto has seen Tampa Bay. Everybody else, they haven't seen each other for a year. I do find that fascinating. And there is something to that here in 2020. So the Cardinals haven't seen the Padres and vice versa. I do think it's the right move to have KK go first. Um, He's really been one of the best Cardinal starters in his first year on the club. And think about this. This is a guy that closed out the first game 
of the regular season, and he gets the first start in the playoffs. A 1.62 ERA over eight games, seven starts, 39 innings. Pretty even regular season splits against right-handers, 198 average. Lefties, the 192. Everything else is just about the same. So I like that move. you got to give Adam Wainwright a shot uh, for a game of consequence so he gets game two. And then you got Jack Flaherty in game three. I like it. I like what they're doing here. Mark DeRosa of MLB Network was on the, the show as well this morning of MLB Network, the former Cardinal. He was part of the Cardinals in 2009 when they made the big deal to get DeRosa and also Matt Holliday. And the, the real factor for the Cardinals is outside of Paul Goldschmidt, who steps up offensively? I think they get, you know what? I don't know if explodes the right word. I think pass the batons the right word. I think quality at bats up and down the lineup. I think less swing and miss. Uh, I mean, to expect them to explode is, is a tough one just because they haven't done it all year. And I, I think Mike Schilt's still searching for a lineup that makes sense. And you've seen Dylan Carlson come back and kind of be thrust into that four hole. He hasn't really been there, but a handful of throughout the course of the year. So I think it's more of a mindset of what I watched the Yankees do to Shane Bieber last night, minus the home run. It's just quality at bat after quality at bat. You know what Chris Paddock's about. You know he's a heater changeup guy. He's not going to trick you out there. I feel like if you eliminate one side of the field as, an, as a hitter and just really grind this guy down, I feel like St. Louis can, you know, put two or three on the board and, and kind of let their man, Mr. Kim, go to work. Paddock was the Padres' opening day starter this year. He's been really inconsistent. 4.73 ERA across 12 starts. A week ago, questions about Paddock's place on the roster. But now there's a story coming out uh, within the last five or ten minutes that Mike Clevenger, right elbow impingement, is going to miss the division series, may miss the entire postseason. That's huge. Denelson Lament, right biceps tightness. So Paddock is into a game one role. And Zach Davies likely to take the ball for game two. All of a sudden, that changes the complexion of this series. So the Cardinals, uh, you would have to think they're not going to be afraid to go, as I mentioned earlier, into their bullpen early on. So you got two effective long-inning guys in Daniel Ponce de Leon, Austin Gomber, if KK or anybody else gets into trouble. Then you've got Ryan Helsley, Gallegos, Andrew Miller, Alex Reyes, Henesis Cabrera, all high-leverage guys too. San Diego, they got to get long innings from their starters. But in the back end of their pen, they got Drew Pomeranz. He's had a terrific season. Then they got Trevor Rosenthal in the ninth. He's basically been unhittable. Now, the offense. The entire offense could benefit from consistency, and that's clear. The Cardinals, second to last in the National League, 370 slugging percentage. That is 11th, 234 average. Yikes. So you got to get Carpenter going, hit 186, Tyler O'Neill 175, Bader 214. You know, that's that's clearly a problem. So where does the offense come from? That is a key, according to Derek Gould. They just then have to find a way to score runs. It, it is entirely possible that, you know, the Cardinals lose this series because they don't score more runs than they have gained. Um, you just don't know with the Cardinals' offense. And, you know, the pitching could be superb and it could get two runs of support. So for them to to win, they, they got to provide the, the pitching that they, they expect to get, that they are likely to get, and even a pitching edge that they might have with some 
semblance of an offense. It doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be a, a thunder punch. It doesn't have to be, you know, slam Diego. It just has to be enough. And I'll wrap it up with this. Uh, we began this long journey for the Cardinals, and it seems like it's been six months. It's only been a couple of months. Uh, I was doing games on Cardinals.com. Sat, sat down in the booth with a microphone and a monitor, and they're playing intra-squad games. And thinking at that time, are they really going to get through this thing? Are they going to get through it? Then they got hit with COVID, got hit with COVID again. There were teams that were shut down, like the Cardinals, like the Marlins. And here we are talking about playoff baseball. It's awesome. And they're going to get through this month, one way or another, whether it's the Cardinals or the entirety of Major League Baseball to reward a champion. We saw the Stanley Cup. Uh, the guys skating around with the Stanley Cup, amazing accomplishment for the National Hockey League. We've got football, we've got college baseball, but as it pertains to baseball, this is great. We're talking playoff baseball today. Mike Schilt was asked yesterday on a Zoom uh, as he was addressing the national media and the local media about just how this season has gone and, and the emotions that go into playing this game today. I think a lot of those emotions came out when we clinched on Sunday. You know, I won't speak for the group, but well documented, won't rehash it, but there's a there's an unprecedented and some, there's unprecedents that took place with our group this year, and to be able to live that with a group of guys in a distant situation is um, pretty amazing. And you know, the mental and physical toughness required for that is, is was almost beyond the boundaries of human capacity, quite candidly. Um, and so to experience that and to have a, to come out and and get in the playoffs, finish second in our division, and you know, be the being one of the top five teams is a pretty special accomplishment. And those emotions took place at that moment and a little bit into that evening. And now it's about time to realize, hey, we can build on that. We're not, we didn't get here to get here. We get here to, we got here to move forward. And so now we build on it and we, um, we know that's a part of our fabric, which gives you a lot of individual and collective confidence. Now it's time to go lay it out there. Pretty cool story. The St. Louis Cardinals in postseason play. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. It's a Wednesday, as we always do. We visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. Lots to get into. The playoffs have started, and the Cardinals begin round one against the San Diego Padres. Brian Walden, every Wednesday, thecardinalnation.com. I wasn't sure, Brian, if we would ever get to this point, talking playoff baseball, much less the Cardinals uh, being in the playoffs, but here we are. Good morning to you. How are things going? I'm doing great, Dan. You know, I have to say, many times during the course of the year, I think you were even more optimistic than I was uh, because, you know, let's face it, that uh, two-week down period and, you know, the second major outbreak and half the team, you know, knocked down by the virus, you know, things look bad, but in, in all fairness, you know, in, in all goodness, what happened with the Marlins and the Cardinals, I think was a wake up call for everybody in the game. And they got more serious about following the protocols. They got more serious when they found their first case, they shut down the games right away. And you know, the rest of the season went off pretty well. And now here we are almost to October. I couldn't believe it coming back from the 4th of July weekend and reading the stories about teams. If you remember this, there were teams that were missing tests and they could not get on the field to even practice in summer camp 2.0. And now here we are in uh, the playoffs. And I, I thought at that point, there is no way, you know, deep down, I, I really felt there's no way we're going to have baseball. I was optimistic. 
I always felt I'm going to continue to be optimistic until they tell me this thing is shut down. I have to be. This is how I make a living, and I love the game of baseball. But, man, deep down I thought, there's no way we're going to play baseball, and yet here we are. So kudos to Major League Baseball for making this thing work. And and all the teams and all the people involved, all the people behind the scenes, you know, the, the, the people who make sure that the tests get uh, administered and sent out. And, I mean, there's just – you know, I, it'll be really fun in the off season, Dan, and I'm sure you'll you'll probably come up with a series about this. To you know, if the Cardinals will allow different people to be interviewed, like Adam Olson and uh, Dr. Butler, and you know, all the people behind the scenes to kind of hear their stories about what was going on, because I'm sure there were some incredible efforts, you know, beyond just what we hear from the the faces we see every day, the Mike Schultz and John Mozeliak. I think that's the story, and Mike Schultz kind of alluded to that um, on the Zoom the other day when he said. I th- it was like a collective deep breath for him. Like, I'm so excited to be in the postseason play. It's a sense of relief. But, man, there are so many people that along the way it took to get to this point. And I do agree with you. I, I think that's the story. The Mark Walshes, uh, the Adam Olsons, the Chris Conroys of the medical team, the people behind the scenes that made this thing happen. It, yes. Is it the players? Absolutely. They're the ones on the field. They're the ones that we pay to watch. But, man, there was a lot of people that made this thing go. Absolutely. And it, and and again, it's exciting. And, you know, I was a little worried at one point. I thought, well, gosh, are the Cardinals going to be satisfied just to get there, just to, just to reach the playoffs given all they've gone through. But I think they realize now, Hey, you know, we, we played some great baseball under some trying conditions that some of the comments uh, yesterday in the, the workout day were sort of like, Hey, this is, you know, this is really uh, nice that we actually have a day off or two between games and we're only playing one nine inning game. So, you know, for them, you know, this, this could be a great opportunity to, uh, to go deeper into the playoffs. And, you know, we know San Diego is the favorite, but I, you know, I, I like the Cardinals chances. Uh, the Padres pitching is, is dinged up and that's a, an adva- certainly an advantage for St. Louis. We'll get into that in a moment. Rob Manford was on a podcast yesterday saying that this current format going forward is not what he wants with all these different teams getting in. Uh, there are teams that are under 500 that are in the playoffs. I personally, I kind of like it. This is like the field of, you know, 64-plus in uh, college basketball. I know if you're a baseball purist, you don't like it. What do you think going forward of, of having all these different teams get in? Well, when you said baseball purist, I know you were thinking about me. Of course and I that's, was. That's what, and that's okay because, you know, I, I got to say, I think that the, the format needs to be adjusted, and it will be adjusted. And, you know, in a 60-game season, it's one thing. But over a 162-game season, I think the teams that win their divisions outright, you know, deserve more than just the, uh, you know, just the top seeding. So I think, you know, if they come up with some type of format, maybe with 14 teams or 12 teams being, and, you know, some greater benefit to the division winners, I think, you know, that's something that we'll, we'll see going forward. And certainly the game likes the additional, you know, TV money that goes with this extra round. The, the only thing I don't like, Dan, is, you know, today there's going to be eight games going on and they're, you know, laying on top of one another. I'd like to watch them all. I, I'm with you. That's the only problem I have is that I can't catch up with all of them. But I find that when the, <laughs> the, the NCAA tournament's going on too, I can't catch everything, which is okay. That's, you know, that's a, that's, you know, it's a problem I got to deal with on my own, but I'll flip around. I'll try to catch as many games as I can. And it's great. If you're a baseball fan, this is kind of like your, your Christmas morning. Um, in terms of some of the things that happened this year, three batter minimum, seven inning doubleheaders, runner at second and extra innings. Did anything 
really bother you or catch your attention going forward that you say, I want to keep that or that needs to go away next year? You know, the three-bedder minimum, that's probably something that, that Mike Schilt and Mike Maddox you know, we're more attuned to, but that one really seemed to be pretty seamless. Now, maybe that was because the Cardinals bullpen was so good. You know, there weren't a lot of guys that came in and got shelled on their first couple of batters and needed, they needed to get out of there. But that one I thought was, was pretty seamless. The, the run around second and extra innings, you know, I thought, I thought it was kind of hokey, but you know, it did keep the games moving on. And, you know, the seven inning double headers, I think we've talked about this before. That's really a, uh, a product of 2020 and the, the weird season that it was, you know, we're not going to see, you know, whole scale double headers next year anyway. So whether they make them seven innings or not, it's not going to affect that many games. I don't think. However, if you want to get off days, more off days, and then add more playoff rounds, you might want to think about it. I, I wonder if it's on the table going forward. It could be something you look well, at. Well, but the 2021 season's already been announced, right, Dan? I mean, the schedule's already out there. Hey, the schedule changed in season this year, Brian. Anything's on the table. <laughs> well, you got me there, but <laughs> I hope it. I hope. Let me put it this way: I hope if they don't, if they have to change the season for 2021, it's for something like that rather than a COVID outbreak that you know causes the game to shut down. I am with you wholeheartedly on that one. Brian Walton of the Cardinal Nation is my guest. Let's dive into the Cardinals and the Padres. I'm with you. I I know a lot of the experts have picked the Padres uh, going away. I mean, you go on ESPN.com, MLB.com. All the major writers are picking the Padres. I just don't see it in a runaway. Um, I love the Cardinals pitching. Pitching beats good hitting. They've got very good hitting in San Diego. I think it's a better series than maybe people are giving it credit for. Maybe that's me watching the Cardinals day in and day out seeing their pitching, seeing that they can shorten games. I don't know. Am I wrong with this? What what do you think? Well, you know, I mean, let's face it. The two of us are probably not going to pick against the Cardinals, but I honestly do, uh, you know, agree, Dan. And the other thing that I I touched on earlier, San Diego's pitching. San Diego may be more of a balanced team. You know, they've got a pretty good offense, pretty good pitching, but the Cardinals have exceptional pitching, and San Diego's pitching is hurt, right? Two of their their starters, uh, Denelson Lamette and – Clevenger. Um, Mike, Mike Clevenger are apparent, potentially not available at all, but certainly not available to start game one. And so that's, you know, that's a huge advantage for the Cardinals. And you've got, we've got Kim coming in who's had an ERA right around two over the last month. And as a guy they haven't seen, that is a, a pitch maker. And then, you know, you got the warhorse Adam Wainwright in game two, which, you know, I really think is the pivotal game. I mean, obviously you want to win the first game, but the second game is really the one that's going to decide it. And when all things are considered, who else would you want out there in a game like that than Adam Wainwright? And then, oh my gosh, we have to settle for Jack Flaherty in Game Three. What a you know what a terrible thing that would be. I, I know a lot of folks would say, why not Jack Flaherty in Game One? And I, I just felt that looking at the body of work this year, Kim on his normal days rest, Kim deserves this start. Wainwright definitely deserved to start, and Flaherty to me should go in Game Three. I, I thought it lined up the proper way that Mike Schilt went with it. I agree, and I pulled off there because I, I was curious. You know, obviously the, the days of rest is pretty easy to figure out, but I pulled off their stats for the last month, the last 30 days, because I wanted to see what was going on. Well, obviously we knew Flaherty struggled against Milwaukee, but, you know, his ERA over the last month's over seven, and Adam Wainwright says he's right in the three-and-a-half range. So, you know, you just say, you know, Jack's not completely on his game right now. I don't know if it's mechanics or, or what it is, but he's not, he's not the dominating guy that he was. Uh, at the at, at the second half of 2019. So yeah, if you you know 
you, why put him out there when you've got such good options? And you know, if and he'll have the extra rest in game three if he's needed. I got to say this. I mean, the edge offensively, no matter who they play, is always going to be against the opposition. You're you're always going to look for somebody in that Cardinal lineup not named Goldschmidt to step up. My 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 pick is is Paul DeYoung. I, I was seeing some things over the weekend that I liked. Couple balls going the other way. I think the two days off to benefit anybody, which is the entire team, but anybody that really needed it, I thought he was on fumes, was Paul DeYoung. Um, how about for you? Who, who's a guy offensively that needed the days off and that could maybe step up in this in this series? Well, I agree with you about DeYoung, first of all. I mean, you know, it, it happened last year, and, you know, it sort of happened again this year because he's so indispensable and in the middle of the order was not, you know, hitting on all cylinders. They just, Mike Show couldn't afford to sit him. Um, you know, I haven't seen Colton Wong really break out this year yet. And I, you know, I'd, I'd really, I think that if he did and you could, you know, get some more damage at the top of the order, that would be really something to see. I know a lot of folks are excited about Dylan Carlson and, you know, it's, it's going to be some, you know, significant pressure if he gets put, you know, in the middle of the lineup again, like we saw at the end of the season in, in the playoffs. I don't know if that's, that's fair to him. And then, of course, Harrison Bader, who, you know, who was the best hitter on the team the last week of the season. And you just hope in his case that the two days off didn't cause him to you know, lose that edge that he was that he clearly had at the plate. I think being overlooked a little bit going into this series, and I'm fascinated how Mike will use him, is Giovanni Gallegos. We don't know how the back end of games will unfold for the Cardinals. Now, if you look at Sunday, he used him for two innings. Because Gomber went four innings, had the long inning to sit because the Cardinals had a good offensive half inning, wasn't as sharp when he went back out. Then you're trying to figure out where Gallegos is off, uh, coming off the injury, and he gave you two really good innings. It was kind of typical Giovanni Gallegos. I, I think he could be a weapon in multiple roles. I'm fascinated to see where he fits in the bullpen because if you have – a Gallegos, Cabrera, Reyes to get to like a Miller, Gant, if Gant is healthy enough to pitch, man, that that becomes a totally different outlook with your bullpen, depending on how he, he fits and slides into that bullpen. I agree with you, Dan. And and what Mike Schill told us yesterday in the, uh, the workout day talk was that what we've seen from the bullpen late in games is, is what we're going to continue to see. So he didn't mention names. But obviously, you've got Alex Reyes and Andrew Miller, and then uh, you know Cabrera setting up from the left side. You 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 know you've always got uh, uh, Tyler Webb in there as well. And <clears throat> Gallegos has now sort of moved into this spot where he comes in after the starter leaves, and they really need to you know shut down the other team. Maybe the Cardinals have just taken a lead, and it's the middle of the game, and they've got to find a way to bridge to the back you know end of the of the bullpen and. You know, Mike Schultz has a lot of confidence in all three of those guys. He's, he's called uh, Gallegos, Cabrera, and, and Reyes his three amigos. In terms of other games that interest, pique your interest, whether it be American League Series, National League Series, is there a series that, for Brian Walton, you're really paying attention to because you're like, that's that's a series i got to watch. That th Those two teams really pique my interest. Absolutely, and it's in the National League. And you wouldn't believe it if you thought that you know, when you realize they're the two seven seats, but it's Cincinnati and Atlanta. I mean, nobody's played better than the Reds over the last, what, three weeks or so. And the Braves are, of course, a powerhouse. And I think, you know, 
the Reds are the kind of team that, you know, if they continue to get hot, you know, they could make a deep, deep run into the playoffs. And, but you know, Atlanta has been so good and they have such, you know, such a strong team that that's a series that I think even no matter what the Osmakers are, I think it's a toss up and it's one that I'm really, really looking forward to seeing. Yeah. Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, Castillo against Ozuna, Freddie Freeman could be the MVP. That's going to be fun to watch. Um, Finally, by the way, by the way, if I could interrupt for a minute, just, talking about coming back from COVID. Think about that. Think about how sick Freddie Freeman was. Yes. And for him to come back and not only play well, but to be the potential MVP in the league is pretty amazing. Well, and you could have had his situation shut down the league. When you think about it, you have a potential MVP, a big star in your league. He gets COVID and by all accounts, a very serious issue with it for 24, 48 hours. That's the kind of thing that can shut down the league. You know, if you have a big star that gets it, remember at that time period where we were in with the game, that's the kind of thing that shuts down the league. So uh, it's not to be forgotten, for sure. No, that's quite a, it's, it's quite a story. It is. Uh, what are you working at at thecardinalnation.com? Well, I went through my uh, playoff roster predictions, uh, put up a story about uh, the long journey that Alex Reyes has been on. You know, having been signed way back in, in 2012 and, you know, now finally getting his first opportunity to, to shine in the postseason. And you know, he's a guy that, uh, you know, I have a feeling he may follow the path that Carlos Martinez followed a year ago, which was, you know, do I want to start. Give me a chance in spring training and, and they'll go from there. He's just, uh, you know, he has such tremendous talent. Uh, I, I think the end is, is not still close for Alex Reyes. I think there's a lot more ahead. Couldn't agree more. Hey, Brian, these are always fun. We'll catch up next Wednesday. Take care, Dan. That's Brian Walton every Wednesday. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Air Comfort Service text line. Danny Mac, why are you high on uh, Paul DeYoung? Well, the reason is I want to see somebody step up behind Paul Goldschmidt. Um, you look at the Cardinal cleanup hitters. They produce an OPS of 702. They've tried a myriad of guys. Um, Brad Miller, DeYoung, Carpenter, O'Neill, Ravello's been in there. You know, Dylan Carlson even. I, I would expect that Carlson gets the crack today. That would be my um, guess because Carlson was batting cleanup there at the end of the season. But Paul DeYoung, you know, he missed... Time due to COVID, came back on August 23rd. From there, he started 40 games in 37 days. Hasn't hovered since September 5th. So the two days off, I just think if he can get, you know, kind of back into where he was when he came back, he was swinging the bat so well. He's a weapon. He's a factor. You heard us talking there with Brian Walton, and he's got a story up about Alex Reyes and where his future may lie. And I love about uh, Mike Schilt, his long relationship with Alex Reyes in the minor leagues and now in the major leagues. And he talked about the weapon that Reyes could be in this postseason. Well, Alex has been great. I mean, you know, to Mark's question, he's been the end of a couple games. So, I mean, we trust him. He's got the stuff to do it. He's got the mentality to do it. He does have some experience from the 16 playoffs. Um, and the end of that year, um, pitching high leverage situation, he wants to do it. You know, he's been... He's been great. You know, we've seen, talked about touches. The more he's gotten out there, the better he's gotten. The more comfortable he's gotten, the more confident I think he's gotten, not only in his stuff, which I think he's always had confidence in, but being able to recover and know that he's healthy. And so he's been a big, big, big asset for us. And, and he, you know, he's been able to go multiple innings, which has been, I mean, like the other day, you know, we we're in the bullpen in the fifth inning and, you know, Geo quick two and Cavi gets, you know, he, you know, his one, one plus and then, you know, Alex brought it home. So he's a big asset. 
we mentioned earlier, if you're just tuning in, it doesn't look like Mike Clevenger is going to be a part of this series. Maybe not for the entire postseason, even if the Padres advance. But you have three-game series. Anything could happen. Milwaukee could beat the Dodgers. You don't know. Three-game series. Baseball's weird. All you have to do is win two games. Brian Kenny was a part of Ribs and BK yesterday, and you probably will see some surprises along the way. The Marlins into Los Angeles to play the Dodgers, and that's clearly the best team in terms of production. Three-game series over the weekend. It wouldn't stun anybody that the Marlins took two out of three at any point, even if the Dodgers were going full throttle. So I agree with you. I, nothing would surprise me in the three-game series. This is why I, you know, I I love this uh, format for this year. I was thrilled when they made this decision basically the day before the season saying hey let's do this let's let's include more teams this year it's a two-month season we just want to get some interest we just want fans to be interested in what we're doing hopefully we can finish the season i was thrilled with the 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 idea that they were doing it moving forward uh i'm not as much of a fan of this i i really like teams to have earned it a little better i think actually the wild card system that we had as of last year kind of hits that sweet spot i i believe major league baseball wants to kind of move forward and add a team or two um i think i like that but this chaos that we're about to see is great right now great for this year i think it's digging a little too deep into the trough going forward it is in 2020 we'll see what happens in 2021 all get started for the cardinals today at four and we'll cross it over with ribs and bk in just a moment more of what you want to hear scoops with danny mack in podcast form on 101 espn time now for the crossover brought to you by dobbs tire and auto center's newest door number 41 in eureka is now open and BK. They're coming up next. We got playoff baseball at four. They've got a great show lined up for you. Why you going all mask, huh? Well, we don't have. Typically, we would have a cover for I was, this microphone. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. I, I get it. I'm not right hey. now, so I'm waiting until I get over there. Bro, <laughs> I'm okay with it. It's okay. I I don't judge, but I mean, I haven't seen you do this for since for six months. But if you're going all mass today, that's cool. I thought he was going to perform surgery on the I keyboard over there. Again, well, I'm not here to judge. It's okay. <laughs> Jamie knows I've gone with the glasses look now, so yeah. I'm just I'm trying a few it's new okay. things out. He's trying the old '90s ER look. Yeah, it worked in the '90s, BK. But I, mean, I don't know. We got George Clooney over there. It's no, all good. Let's not get carried away here. <laughs> I'll take it, Dan. I'll take it. No problem, buddy. How you doing? Both you guys. I'm feeling I'm good. good. I'm yeah. feeling really good today. Sunshine's out. I'm yeah. wearing red today. Go birds. Yeah. I feel like the St. Louis weather is reminding me a little bit of San Diego, so I almost feel like I'm there. Yeah. It's playoff baseball. I, I you know, not to get too uh, sentimental because it's been such an odd baseball year, but it is cool to have the playoffs back. It's just, it's fun, man. It's fun to have it back. You know, I'm ready to go. I'm excited to watch and See what they uh, see what they can do. See what happens in this this craziness of the playoffs. I like the format. I do, I do too. And I, love I know it. the traditionalists are going to want to line up and kick me in the Pishneras, but I, like I said the it format. on the show. I like, I like it. it too. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. I like I like the format to an extent. I like it as a viewer right now. If I was a well, fan you're not of, a player. Well, here's here's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
I like it as a Cardinals fan here because everybody's at the same level. If I was a Dodgers fan, like if you put the Cardinals in the Dodgers situation right now, I'd be furious. All year long, you were the clear-cut number one team, and now you got to win a three-game series just to get to the NLDS. Winning the, two games should be easy then. No, it, a three-game series is a crapshoot. Um, if I was a fan of that team, I would hate it. So I do think there's some things that need to be tweaked moving forward. Maybe you give the top two seeds a buy. But if you do that, I, I like the rest of it. See, I, I don't know if you want to give them a buy because I do believe there's great momentum in just going into the playoffs. As we saw in 06 with Detroit, they swept uh, – I can't remember who it was but on the top of my head, but they swept – in the uh, in the championship series, the Cardinals went seven games against the Mets, and they had the momentum. And Detroit was back on their heels, and they they were a loaded team. And the Cardinals wound up winning the World Series. Now that you know, team of destiny, whatever you want to call it. So I don't know if I like that, but maybe going forward, you have the team that wins the division has home field advantage for a five game series. You know, do something crazy. I, I don't know. Five games in this wild card round. Yeah, something, something like that. I, I don't know. I'd have to look at it harder, but I do like the idea of expanding the playoffs. I think it's good for the sport. I do. I think it's good, uh, but there will be unintended consequences. You're for sure, have there teams are teams that end up winning 82 games every year. Cardinals won 83. I, no, I, I hear you, but what I'm saying is you build differently. Teams would build differently for that yeah. type of a postseason. But you know what? Do you want interest in your sport? Do you want your team to be out of it? At the end of July, because that's what you're getting. That's what yeah. you have right now. That's what you have. Trust me, I'm a Royals fan. I know. Yeah. I mean, it, that's part of it. <laughs> I like it. You know, been out of it like 20 of the last 22 years. So That's yeah. what you get in six months of 162 games. You got a lot of teams that are out of it. And, and that's okay. That's part of the sport. That's part of the love of the sport. That's part of the beauty of it, if you want to call it that. But if we're trying to bring in... Um, you know, the all, all your fans and keep an interest level going and 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 sometimes if if you're fan if you're a fan of that team that's out of it but you have a stud pitcher and you say to your little Johnny and little Susie, let's go watch, you know, stud pitcher A on that Sunday afternoon, you you'll buy a ticket to go watch him, but then the other 4 days, eh, you, you may not or you co- you watch the opposition come in because they're really good or the Yankees are your favorite team. You you watch the opposite but for the most part, you're not really paying attention. But if you're still in it, you're paying attention. And I, I think there's something to that. It's a good point. It, it is. There there are obvious um, advantages of going to the expanded postseason. I, yeah. just, I think sometimes we talk about a lot of the advantages without also considering, hey, here are some unintended consequences. That there are going it. to be those. And there's going to be some things that change in terms of roster building and what we see in the offseason as well. Do you spend, how you spend, Absolutely. all those things. So the players got to be careful with that, too. at the trade deadline. Yeah. All of that stuff would change a little bit. Maybe not for everybody, but for, for those teams in the middle, I think it changes things a little bit. Well, how about the aggressiveness of teams that maybe are on the fringe of getting in? Yeah, potentially. So maybe they get aggressive. So those teams that are on the fringe get aggressive. Or they sell it as we're just a month away from getting hot. I've heard that so many times from so many different teams. I feel like that's the way that they would go. Okay. So <laughs> what do you have coming up like on Chris the program? Wallace right now. I'm not going down that road. Pedro Gomez is joining us coming up at 1130. We've got you joining us at 1215. And Mark DeJean coming up at 1 o'clock to hear some Cardinal stories. Want to talk to him about Yachty, Adam Wainwright. I don't think it's going to be the last time that we see him in a Cardinals uniform, but just in case, I need to get some stories about Yachty and Adam Wainwright before they get out there in this postseason series. Very cool. Ribs BK coming up next. You have been listening to the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Scoops 
with Danny Mac on 101 ESPN.